the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. You see those sirens in your feed. It's an emergency podcast. Uh, We thought that we might be nearing a conclusion to the end of the Kansas coaching search, and certainly enough, it happened on Friday as uh, Dennis Dodd was able to report earlier in the morning, and then Kansas confirming, making it official, Lance Leipold coming from Buffalo to take over the Jayhawks football program. If you go back and listen to the Mailbag Podcast, very prescient, very spot-on takes, and some great questions from the big old bag of mail. But at that point, we narrowed it down to Jeff Munkin and and Lance Leipold. Uh, Tom, you, I I believe you offered this line, and I think that I might have, listen, we just recorded a podcast like just hours ago, like in the wee hours of the morning after the first round of the NFL draft. I might have taken... I might have borrowed your take for CBS Sports HQ when the breaking news came on, but with Jeff Munkin and Lance Leipold, they had no bad options, right? Like, wasn't that sort of our, our feeling? It's like, man, if Kansas has made it to this point, then you're going to like the hire no matter what happens. Now that it is Leipold, um, you, you know, what's the, what is the next step? And how about like, what are you looking for uh, to see, you know, what his moves might be and, and what that might do to, Set your expectations for the Kansas Jayhawks under Lance Leipold. First of all, how incredible is it? I mean, is it bigger news for Kansas's football program that they hired Lance Leipold or that they've now had two emergency podcasts, one for when they fired their last coach and now one for when they're hiring their new coach? Because I feel like if Kansas is doing this at a normal time of year, like in December, we're probably not doing an emergency podcast for Kansas hiring a football coach. But, you know, here, here in late April, Obviously, would I? As far as the hire, you're right. Like we said the other day during the mailbag, I thought that Kansas, all things considered, with when they had to move on from Miles and when they're conducting a coaching search, with you know, both national signing days being over, spring practice going on and finishing at a lot of schools already. To be in the midst of a coaching search at that time, you usually don't find yourself in a position where there's going to be a lot of really good candidates for your job, let alone two. And I would even say with Skip Holtz, who was one of the four people that was named as a possibility for the job, I would say that's three solid candidates. And Mike Elko, I think, could be a really good head coach one day. He was another person that was listed as a finalist. But if I'm Mike Elko, I don't think Kansas is where I wanted to really start my head coaching career. I think Kansas needed somebody with experience because it's it's not you know, it's, it's Kansas. And I think that going down to Leipold and Jeff Munkin, they had two excellent options. And obviously I've spent a lot of time on this podcast and writing on CBS over the years that Kansas to me is 
the perfect program for if a power five program is going to run the option, Kansas is like the perfect test case for doing it. It's the perfect example of a program that should consider it. So I was personally rooting for Jeff Munkin. That said, I think that if it wasn't Munkin, Leipold's probably the best hire they could have made. Go ahead. Because if you look at Lance Leipold's history, first of all, you know, he did coach at Nebraska under Frank Solich. So he's familiar with the area. But, you know, this is a guy who went to Wisconsin Whitewater, the D3 level, built an absolute juggernaut, won, you know, title after title. I think in his like his eight or nine seasons there, he lost three conference games the entire time. Single digit overall losses. And yeah. it's six national championships with one national runner up made it to the yeah. national title game seven times in like nine years, 109 wins, single digit losses, three conference losses. Just like you say, juggernaut does not even like start to describe what this guy was able to do. at Wisconsin whitewater. And I didn't know this until I started digging around to get ready for HQ. So I don't know my geography, forgive me, but like Wisconsin Whitewater, one of the things he had to do was go into Chicago and go Mm -hmm. find guys that could work for him that, you know, like big area, lots going on to be able to identify the someone who is a going to be excited to come play D three football at Wisconsin Whitewater. And then B like to, to get them motivated and help develop them into a national championship winning player. I mean, ridiculous what he did there. Yeah, there are two reasons I know Wisconsin Whitewater. One is that in like seventh or eighth grade, we took a field trip there for some reason. I can't remember what it was, but it was a field trip for something. My class went there. We were there for the day, drove back, which going from the suburbs of Chicago to Wisconsin Whitewater was quite a trip. And then the other one is because Lance Leipold dominated at Wisconsin Whitewater. Because you mentioned like for six seasons there, he had five 15 and 0 seasons in a row with like a seven and three, like a disastrous seven and three season mixed in in 2012. And he was somebody that had kind of been floated as a coach that people should consider for, you know, like group of five teams should consider. And nobody is kind of like the, the way the option is at power five. And it, he kept getting passed up and passed up, but I don't know if it was as passed up as much as there might've been interest, but he wasn't as interested in the programs that were coming for him. And I think, He's talked about it. I've read about it and I've seen like the game day segment on it. Like one of the reasons that Buffalo job was attractive to him was because of all the negative perceptions about it. Like there wasn't much of a history as far as the program's concerned. Like they had some good years under Turner Gill, but for the most part as a FBS program, it's not like Buffalo has a long history. But, you know, it's like, you know, it's really difficult to recruit there. There's there's like all, everybody always had like a million reasons why you shouldn't take the job. They didn't have the facilities. They didn't you know, they weren't really committed to football all that much. And that was appealing to him because he looked at it as a blank slate and you could go and really build the football program. And that appealed to him. He went to Buffalo. It's hard to recruit there, but he's recruited well enough. He's helped. He's 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 led a charge to build up the facilities to kind of get more modern and bring Buffalo into more of a position where it could compete. And we've seen the results. Like he got there five and seven his first year, two and ten the next year, and then six and six. So bowl qualified, but being Buffalo in the MAC wasn't selected for a bowl. And then ten and four, eight and five, six and one, three straight bowl trips for Buffalo. He's built the program. Jarrett Patterson is a name that most college football fans understand. He was who the Buffalo offense was built around. He's one of the best running backs in the country. He will probably be selected in the NFL draft here in the coming days. And I think that now you look at Kansas, and in a lot of ways, 
Kansas is the Buffalo of the Power Five. If you look across Power Five conferences, I think there's a very good argument to make that Kansas is the blankest slate of all because there are moments in Kansas football history, but there's not really a history of success or anything of that nature. This is as blank slate as it gets. So he looks at Kansas and says, this is a place where I can come in and I could build the program like I did at Buffalo and like I helped do at Wisconsin Whitewater. And while I don't think he's going to have the kind of success, obviously that he had Wisconsin Whitewater, I do think that if you are Kansas and there's just really been no sustained success, having a guy who has had sustained success at one place at another level and was on his path to sustained success at Buffalo, a job that is very difficult to win at, this is a hire that just makes a lot of sense. And I also think that he brings a style, while it's not the triple option, if you look at those Buffalo offenses, they're very run heavy. And I think that it's kind of like a counter to what most of the Big 12 does. So in that sense, there is a bit of contrarian at play as far as the style of what you're doing being a little bit different that I think will help a little bit, but it's not, again, it's not the same thing as running an option. So I think this is a great hire for Kansas. I don't think it's going to pay immediate dividends. Like if you're a Kansas fan, especially not just not even, like even if this hire had happened in late December, early January, I don't think Lance Leipold's showing up at Kansas and you're going to a bowl game next year. I don't think you're going to a bowl game in year two. But I think that as year three comes, you're going to start seeing significant steps forward and then into year four and year five. And I think that's the one thing. And I hope that, you know, new AD and a new coach and Bill Self's got that lifetime deal. So you don't really have to worry about basketball anytime soon. But I just think that there has to be patience. You have to give this time. And unlike the other coaches, where whether it was, you know, Beatty, who maybe you could have been more patient with and things would have started turning around or like seeing less miles is a quick fix. Although I think everybody else in the world kind of knew that that train had left the station long ago. This is a guy who's proven he could do it. So you have to give him the time and you have to be patient. And frankly, it shouldn't be that difficult for Kansas football fans to be patient. They've, they've never had anything to, you know, they've been waiting for a long time. They can wait a few more years for it to happen. And I think that if they are, if they give him time, I have this high level of confidence Lance Leipold could make this a competent football program, a team that is competing for bowl games year in and year out. And then maybe once in a while, when things cycle at the right time, you're looking at a team that could win eight or nine games in a season. And I think if you're Kansas and you're being realistic with yourself as a Kansas football fan, how could you not want that? The best thing possible for Kansas football is for me to open a big 12 spring gleaning or big 12 win totals with this line. Lance Leipold getting ready for his eighth season in Lawrence with the Jayhawks. That, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what you want. You want yes. to know that Lance Leipold has done it, that he's built it up. Uh, to your point about the attraction of Buffalo, he brought assistance with him from Wisconsin Whitewater to Buffalo. He brought staffers with him. I would be looking to see if some of those same assistant coaches are going to also be joining him at Kansas, and I would not be surprised if some of his same support staff, because remember, like, this is, like, when I think about Lance Leipold, I have no schematic ties to him. My belief in him is organizational. It is, it is like, very, you know, leadership. It is very understanding what he needs for his football teams to be successful and what has been on the field, the product, I mean, that's, that's a competitive team. It is a, like he will get Kansas to competency so quick and that will be encouraging. Cause you're right. Uh, I got put on the spot on HQ. 
Didn't know this question was coming. Hadn't looked at the schedule. All right, Chip. Shout out to Brandon Baylor, always. But like, he was like, all right, Chip, got 30 seconds here. What's their record in 2021? I couldn't be out there being like, shoot, uh, one in 11. You know, <laughs> the guy just got hired. So I yeah. talked my way around it and I was like, okay, so like, yeah, they'll get one non con, maybe two. They'll put a scare in a Big 12 team. Oh, heck, they'll win one Big 12 game, three and nine. And after I said it, I was like, okay, three and nine, that is like, you, that is a realistic expectation for Kansas football year one under Lance Leipold. I don't know exactly how you get to that 3N9, but I I think that the stuff that makes him an attractive hire, the stuff that makes me enthusiastic about what he can do at Kansas has way more to do with things that take time. Uh, he's going to need to do some talent acquisition. Thankfully, in the transfer portal era, maybe he can show off Jarrett Patterson and these Buffalo teams and be like, look, I can build something. I want you to be a part of getting in on the ground floor. We need a class to come together. We've got all this playing time. Come, let's go do it. He's got to do that. Then he's got to recruit for the future because Kansas's talent, as we've detailed on here before, has been below the levels of MAC teams. Like it has been uh, very, very bad at times. So that's going to be stuff that's going to be important. But if if you give him patience because of his proven track record success of understanding what fits for him, and we always talk about like the fit for like a recruit to a program. This is a a like coach fit situation where he knows what he needs and we're not going to have, uh, I, I would assume he's not going to have to be fighting against an athletic director. Who's telling him who to hire. He's not going to be fighting against boosters who are trying to get all up in his business. He's going to have a lot of space to be able to build this thing up the way that he wants to do. Uh, otherwise I don't think he would have taken this job. And that's again, I come back to the greatest thing that it can't for Kansas football would be for Lance Leipold to spend eight seasons there because whether he, whether he gets fired because your expectations have changed or whether he leaves for another job, it means that the program has changed um, fundamentally for the better. Yeah. And I think that one way to look at this too, if you're a Kansas fan is your program has the best football coach in the most literal sense of the term, and it is probably had in a very long time. And that includes the guy that you just hired who had national titles in his past. I think that Lance Leipold is a very good football coach. I think that his staff are excellent football coaches. I think that they develop their players very well. They know what they're looking for. They have their blueprint. There is a culture that they instill. And I know culture is one of those intangible terms that nobody really can define clearly, but it exists. And Lance Leipold's teams have it. And he knows what it is. He knows how to build it. He knows what to look for. And he knows how to develop it and then turn that into a competent football team that you can be proud of. So I think that this is, again, I think it's a fantastic hire for Kansas. If I'm a Kansas Jayhawks football fan, and I know that some of you are out there, you're not, I know you're a basketball school, but I know there are football fans that exist in that world too. This is a good day to be a Kansas football fan. Not like the a dopamine rush that you got from hiring the big name, Les Miles. This is legitimately a good day to be a Kansas football fan. Better than beating Texas? That's a short-lived dopamine rush. Yeah. I think that as far as... This is improving your health. Yeah, this is this is eating better and losing weight. Yes. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's doubting that pint of ice cream enjoyment, and then there's... Hey, I 
I feel good every single day. Vegetables. Yeah. 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 There's, there's crushing a pint of ice cream. That's beating Texas. Hiring Lance Leipold is eating your vegetables and drinking more water. Yeah. And your back no longer hurts all of a sudden. It's just every, you, you physically, you feel wonderful. Would love to be there soon. May come soon. <laughs> he is Tom Fernelli. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Remember, we will be back on Monday with a full recap of the 2021 NFL Draft. First round in the books as we sit here and record. We had our instant reaction from late night Thursday. That's available in the feed. Go and get it. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tom, thank you very much. Thank you.